0: So you pray for me tonight, I appreciate my church praying for me as I've been under the weather, lifting me up that God would heal me. John chapter 3, verse number 15, John chapter 3, verse number 15, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Brother Terry, do the honor and that's the blessing. Amen, amen. You know, John was telling us some things here that maybe we have missed because they're so simple. He said in verse 15, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. You know, that's a positive statement. When somebody tells you that you shall not perish, that means that God will be there and you will not ever, ever die. Then he goes on to tell us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish again. You know, God repeats a lot of things in his word. Simply because we're hard of hearing. And then you read there, but have everlasting life. Then you look in verse 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So we see in John 3, 15 there, we should not perish You know, John was trying to tell us some things that if our trust and hope is in Jesus, we'll never die, we'll never perish, we'll never ever taste the sting of death, we'll just go through a shadow of it. Now, John not only said here in John chapter number 3, but if you look in John chapter number 4, and verse number 14, he said, but whosoever drinketh of the, the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Notice this. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well springing up into everlasting life. Not only did God give us everlasting life, but he gave us a well of water within us and this is something I like. Uh, An artesian well is a well that comes out because God said, come forth. That's the kind of well that we had when I was a boy. We call them springs, amen, springing up out of the ground. But God is trying to tell us here if you look in verse 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. If I drink this water here, I'll thirst again. But since I've drank of the spiritual water of Christ Jesus, I've never thirsted for anything else. He's been sufficient, amen. And that's a good thing. John is trying to tell us that there's some certain things we'll never thirst, we'll never perish, amen. Why? Because our trust is in a living Savior, not a dead God, amen. Not an idol, but a living Savior. So John is trying to get us to understand these things will come if we have true belief. In John chapter number five and verse number 24, he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word. Now there's the problem. He that heareth my words. <laughs> uh, some of us need to stick one finger in one ear so it don't go out the other side too fast, amen. amen. We need to really hear What the word of God said. Listen if the word of God said it. You can put faith in it. You can trust it. You can believe it. And you can say to yourself. It will come true. Every word in this book. Will come true. Amen. Now let's finish that there. In 5 and 24. He said verily fairly I say unto you. He that heareth my words. And then we have a second part there believeth. A lot of times we hear, but we don't truly believe. Amen. Amen. How many ever been told, don't do that, it'll hurt you? Amen. How many done it? Amen. I know I'm not the only one. How many done it the second time? Because you wasn't convinced the first time. Amen. Notice what he said. He that believeth on him that sent me, Who has what then hath everlasting life. So there's two parts there. Hearing and believing hath everlasting life. And what shall not, shall not, there's that shall not again, come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Are you with me? Say amen. We got to hear. We got to believe before we ever enter the kingdom of God. There's a lot of folks this day and time trying to get to heaven on membership. Denomination. Papa's coattail. Amen. Oh, my family's been in that church for a hundred years, but that don't save you. If you're saved, you're saved. If you're lost, you're lost. Amen. He said, he that hear and believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life. That's the ones that will have everlasting life. And, And let me say this tonight. If you truly believe what you're hearing, are you listening? If you truly believe what you're hearing, you'll be a doer. You'll truly be a doer. You won't have to go around saying, I wonder if I should not steal. I wonder if I should not lie. No, if you heard it right, and you believed it right, then you'll know to do it right. Amen? Uh, It ain't just how much you steal that makes it stealing. Stealing, stealing. Lying is lying. There's no little white ones. There's no great big ones. They're all lies. Amen? When they come up through the blood, it'll just be a lie. Amen, preacher. Are you with me? Say amen. John chapter number six and verse number 35 (coughs) John 6 and 35 and Jesus said unto them I am are you with me the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger are you with me let me ask you a question tonight since you got born again have you looked for a new savior have you looked for a new way have you been satisfied with Jesus and the cross and the blood that was shed on the cross, then you've not hungered. Amen. I'm not hunted another way to get to heaven because there is no other way to get to heaven. He's the only way. But when I met him and tasted him and saw him, felt him and gave him my life, I've not hungered for anything else. Amen. I've not wanted to go back to my old ways and old past. I want you to know something tonight that John is trying to show us some things. He said, I am the bread of life. Now, I don't know about you, but bread is one of my biggest things. Amen. Bread is one of my biggest things. I I love bread. I love any kind of bread, any way you can get it. I'm a bread eater. I can make a meal just out of bread. So if he is the bread of life, he should be fulfilling to us. He should be a blessing to... Listen, let me help somebody tonight. If you come to church and you take a part in church and you give your heart and life to God, you should never leave this auditorium hungry. You should leave here full, just like we did this morning. I don't know about you, but I was full this morning. I enjoyed that this morning. I love seeing that man play that guitar. I tell you what, he, it was so natural to him. It had to be a God-given talent. And I enjoy those things. Just like Jesus. When I met Jesus, found him in the free pardon of sin, and he moved into my life. I'm not hungered for another way or another God. Amen. And I sure haven't went, wanted to go back to my old past. Have you? Have you missed them things? Surely to God not. In John chapter number eight and verse number twelve <coughs> John chapter number eight and verse number twelve, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, What? I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall what? Have the light of life. Listen. I want you to know something tonight. People think that being saved and and the word of God is a mystery. God don't want you in darkness. He wants you to understand this book. Can I help you tonight? Let me help you to understand. Just because you read it now, you may not understand it. But Terry or or me or, or Chris might preach on it and then you fully understand it. Don't worry about it if you don't understand it right then. God is not revealing it unto you until you need it. And then when you need it, he'll reveal it unto you, and it'll be ding, 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 the light come on. You'll say, well, why didn't I see that? We do that all the time studying, don't we? I mean, we, we preached out of it maybe a dozen times, and all of a sudden, ding, 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 the light comes on. You say, boy, I never saw that before. And it's true. But he said he was the light. Say amen. Amen. He's the light of the world. Thank you. I am the light of the world. Now notice what he said next. He that followeth. We got so many trying to push God instead of following God. We got so many that's trying to push their own agenda. Their own way and their own thought. Boy, we're we living in a day and hour that that's true. Amen. Well, I just don't believe it that way. Well, you better read the book and see what the book says and forget your way. Amen. Amen. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Amen. Now, let me help somebody may be listening tonight, maybe somebody here. If your life and your lifestyle does not line up with this book, you are walking in darkness. I don't care how many churches you belong to. I don't care how many times you've been baptized. If your life and your thoughts don't line up with this book, you are walking in darkness. Well, I believe it this way. No, no, no. Well, I think it this way. No, 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 friend. What does the book say about it? and that settles it. Amen. Whether you ever believe it or ever accept it or ever receive it or ever follow it, the book is ever settled in heaven. There ain't a word here that's gonna pass away before the Son of Man will say, it is finished. Amen. And when he said it's finished, that's what he meant. It is finished. So if there's any darkness in you, must not be any light in you. I'm going to help somebody. It's going to hurt a little, but I'm going to help you. Well, I believe this, but I don't really believe that. Well, which page of the Bible are you going to tear out? Yeah. Amen. Which page do you not agree with? Because if you go to tearing pages out, friend, believe me, help. let me help you. The devil will have you tear two-thirds of this book out. Amen. I mean, they, they've rewritten it till they have took about two-thirds out of it. That's proof, isn't it? When you take the blood out of it, when you take the virgin birth out of it, when you take the only begotten son out of it, you might as well have a Sears and Roebuck catalog. Amen? Because if it don't have the blood, if it don't have the virgin birth, it's not the true book. Amen. This book will help you in how to live. John was saying there's some things that you shall not. You shall not perish. That's pretty simple isn't it? He said you shall not thirst. Wasn't that what he said? He said you shall not come into condemnation. Why? Because you believe in the truth. How can you condemn somebody for the truth? Only if you're in darkness. Right? He said, you won't hunger because he's the bread of life. Am I right? Wasn't that what the word said? And this word said, there won't be no darkness. There's things that you may not understand, but there's an answer in this book. There's an answer in this book somewhere for every question and every problem that you will have. In John chapter number 10, I made it simple for you tonight, and boy, I'm glad God did. Helps me out a lot. In John chapter 10, verse number 28, the Bible said, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Are you with me? Now notice what he said. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. If you're grounded in Christ Jesus, ain't nobody can take you out of his hand. Now I'll tell you something, you're a free moral agent, you can jump out anytime time you want. But I cannot come by and take your salvation. That's something that God gave you and it's up to you to keep it or shun it amen Amen. there's too much scripture tells me that you can backslide oh yeah friend you can get cold and indifferent on God amen Amen. you shall never perish he said are you with me say amen and don't worry about anybody plucking you out of his hand (laughs) have you ever heard so many people say so and so got me out of church no they did not you got yourself right. I will tell you something, friend. When I was in the world, I fought to get in the worst places it ever was. <laughs> and I fought to stay in those terrible places. And if they throwed me out, I went right back the next week. Listen, if they chew you out on your job, do you quit every time they chew you out? When they correct you on your job, do you bow up, pout up, puff up, and quit? Hello? So why should we do that on God? When God goes to correcting us, or maybe the preacher preaches on your little pet pee, and you can't handle it. And you pout up and say, huh, he hurt my feelings. Ooh, I don't think I've ever heard a preacher preach it didn't hurt my feelings. Amen. (laughs) If he's telling me the truth, he hurt my feelings. Amen. Why do you say that, preacher? Because I am flesh, blood, and bone, and I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if man will tell you the truth, it will hurt you. But it will also help you. Amen. Hey, don't blame it on somebody else because you ain't at church tonight. Don't blame it on some kind of sickness or anything. Amen. It's your fault you ain't at church. It's your fault you ain't saved. It's your fault that you ain't living right. Amen. I don't care what grandpa done. I don't care how you were raised. You're a grown individual. Amen. You make your own choices now. Amen. You better follow God or in hell you'll lift your eyes. Can I say amen to that? In <laughs> he said, I give unto them eternal life. Now there's a problem in that. Oh, it got quiet. Maybe I got your attention finally. I give unto them eternal life. Now listen to me. My mother set the table and she gave me opportunity to eat anything on that table I wanted. Right? Right? Come and dine, Mama said. There it is. Just because I didn't like what was on the table wasn't Mama's fault. I'll I tell you something tonight. If you love this world more than you love God, in this world you'll stay. When your belly gets hungry enough to eat, oh, it's got real quiet. Whatever's on that table. I will to tell you something. It may be something you don't like at all. But it sure beats a hollow good. Amen. Marsh Hollifield, bless his heart, when me and my wife first got married and I was out in the yard and Marsh said, what's going on, son? I said, me and mama's had a little spat. I said, she cooked something I didn't like it hurt her feelings. He said son i will going tell you something. He said if there's anything in this world that I absolutely hate it's baloney. He said I hate it. I can't stand it. He said me and my wife got married. I went to the sawmill and worked all day long. Said I come home. Said she had a big platter full of fried bologna and biscuits. I said well what would you do Morris? He said I ate bologna and biscuits, son. I ate bologna and biscuits. I ain't never forgot that. It wasn't what he wanted. It wasn't what he liked. But he is hungry enough that he ate it anyhow. It may not be exactly the what you think you needed that day at church. But if you'll eat it, you'll grow. Amen. Hey, and if you eat enough of greens and beans, and cornbread, and taters, you will grow. And eventually you'll get to like them. And you'll get to craving them. And that's all you'll want, some good cornbread, good pinto beans, good green garden onion, right? Why? Because you've become accustomed to eating that. You mentioned over in Jamaica some of the things that we eat here. Oh man, they, they just—you can't eat that. They'll say, and then they bring out goat head soup and chicken foot soup. Yeah, bring you out a fish with the eyeballs looking at you, and that's the first thing they eat—the eyeballs. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they think because I eat frog legs that I'm crazy. It's just what you're accustomed to, right? So when God sets the table, you must be hungry enough to eat whatever he puts on the table. He said, I give unto them eternal life. Are you with me? Do you want eternal life? Well, he's given it. You've got to receive it. You've got to take it. You've got to want it. You've got to desire it. Amen. Listen, I eat a lot of things that now that I didn't eat when I was a boy. Amen. I eat a lot of things. And I have a craving for it. Don't you? Right. Ain't that the way it is with church things? How <laughs> many went around when you was lost saying, please sing me a gospel song? How <laughs> many went up to a preacher somewhere and said, do you mind preaching a few minutes to me? I really need it. Oh, yeah. No, we didn't have no desire for it. But he's saying if we have a desire for it, amen, he said, "He give us eternal life. It's there if you really, truly want it." John chapter eleven, verse number twenty six, <clears throat> and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? You know, there's a lot of people that don't want to die, but there's not a whole lot of folk that want to live godly. They don't want to live holy. They want to live like hell and never dying. And they want to go to heaven. They want all the benefits of heaven. They want all the splendor and the glory of heaven. But while they're here on earth, they don't want nothing to do with God or God's house or God's men or God's people. But they want to die and have eternal life. It ain't going to happen, friend. If you have never, never accepted that free gift, The gift of eternal life. That's what Jesus brought to you and I. Eternal life. He brought unto us hope that we'll never, ever, ever have to die. Because he took us out of the land of the dying and taken us to the land of the living. Do you know you're living in the land of the dying, right? You're living in the land of the dying. Wouldn't it be bad to go to a place where you died and never, ever got through dying? Think about that. Never ever got through dying. You begged to die. You begged for it to end and quit. The torments, the flames, the gnashing of teeth, the outer darkness, you begged for that to be over and it'd never ever be over. Because you never ever received eternal life. You never ever received the blood. Because John told us some things here. He said you shall not perish he said you'll not thirst you'll not hunger there's no condemnation if you're in Christ Jesus there's no darkness nobody can pluck you out of his hand and you'll never die Do you believe what John said in his book here Amen. I believe he's inspired of God to write these things Amen. I believe he is trying to tell us there's some things that we can count on now I'll just tell you, when I was about 17, almost 18 year old, coming out the five lane, somebody came on the radio and told, if you were 17, 18, 19, 20, told every year, how many days you had before you could retire. And when that man told me, and me this 17, how many days, I thought, my God, I'll never live that long I'll never live that long. But you know what was amazing? I made that statement knowing I was lost. Knowing that if I died that very day, I'd spend eternity in hell. And after I got saved and looked back on that day, I thought, well, stupid, you knew you were going to die. And you did not do anything about it that day. How many of us has passed up opportunity after opportunity to get right, stay right, repent? (laughs) How many of us has done something wrong and the Holy Spirit said repent and we waited until we got to church Uh when we should have repented right then? See, John was trying to tell us If we live right, we can die right. John was trying to tell us, there's some guarantees you can count on with God. If you're truly in him, you won't thirst and you won't hunger. Amen. Amen. Naturally, you probably will, but spiritually, you will never hunger or thirst. He's satisfying. Can you say amen to that? I mean, he is truly satisfying. Why do you say that, preacher? Well, I tried to find it in the bottom of a bottle. I went to the bottom of a many a bottle and never found it. A many a Saturday night, I never found it. A many a different way and I never found it. With the day that I knelt in an old fashioned altar and said, Jesus, I'm lost, I need to be saved. I've not hungered or thirst for any of that stuff anymore. That's the kind of God we serve. That if we truly love him and serve him and understand, he said what? Believe. Not just hear it, but believe it. So many of us hear it, but we don't truly, truly believe it. You feel the cat tugging? Does everybody know what I'm talking about? You may not see it, but can you feel it tugging? You know it's still there. There's a lot of things that God does that we'll never be able to see with these natural eyes. <laughs> I like that little fella. He's a good A over there. Amen. You keep amen in it, son. Maybe you'll understand it. Let's stand. <clears throat> I know this ain't much tonight, but there's still a lot in that. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Do you feel condemned? You feel like maybe that God has abandoned you? I want you to come to the altar tonight and pray if you have a need, a desire to slip out and come. Father, some are making their way to an altar of prayer tonight. Father, I'm glad that when I found Jesus, I found the real thing. I've not hungered for another. I've not thirsted for another. He gave me something, Lord, that was satisfying. He gave me hope of eternal life through Christ Jesus, my Lord. He gave it to me in such a manner, Lord, that I truly believe that when my life is over here, it'll begin there. Gave me hope, Father, not only for myself, but for my family and others that I care for and love that I've told them about this same love, this same Jesus. (coughs) Lord, hear us tonight. Forgive us, we pray. Help us, Lord, to understand that John was trying to tell us there's some things in Christ Jesus we can truly, truly, truly count on. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I thank you for that tonight. I thank you, Lord God, for your love and mercy that shows us each and every day. Lord, as the sun sets every evening, what a beautiful array of God's handiwork. When the sun rises in the morning, what a beautiful array of God's handiwork. When I hear the birds singing, the leaves are rustling. Lord, what a beautiful sight and sound of God's handiwork. And I look upon these people here tonight and say what a beautiful example of God's handiwork. Salvation unto those that will receive it. So Lord, you bless it. Bless the effort of the day for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.